Hello everyone, and welcome to Chaotic Nerdful, a Dungeons and Shenanigans podcast. Hello everyone, and welcome back to Neverwinter's Got Talent Part 3. I'm Amos, your Dungeon Master. I was excited when the team was able to defeat the Deaf Leopards and turn them into the Dearly Departed. While they were still licking their wounds and restocking their spells, Shyla Buck announced a new challenger. Now we're going to get to see how they deal with this group. So let's get on back into the action. 28 Kenku walk out onto the other side of the stage, the freshly mopped and decontaminated stage and he says everybody welcome the crowd favorite in k-o-t-r the k-pop sensation new kenku on the rocks <laughs> they're a dance oh, and God. singing band <laughs> do we want to go with the old initiative or do you want to re-roll i think we should re-roll because we were out of i initiative. definitely want to re-roll all right. right um that's a uh, 16 for initiative Right. I got a 12. Okay. I got a 9. 15. What'd you say, Oz? 15. And Cypher, you said 9? Nine? 9. 15. All right. I believe that leaves me at the top of the order if everyone's rolled. Yes. Uh, I actually already rolled for the Kenku as well. And what we're going to do is they are in four groups of seven each. That way they're a little easier to manage. And two of the groups are going to go before you are. So the first group, they, they kind of all like file out and into little rows of seven each. And there's like four of them, four quadrants. So two of them are closer to the front on stage right. Two of them are close on the front on stage left. And then two of them are kind of in the middle of those two, but further back. So it's like two disjointed rows of 14. <sighs> And the first ones on the far right side are going to spread out. So there are, I said seven, right? So there are four of them across the uh, bottom. And then the three of them are going to start climbing up on the four that are there. So they're kind of trying to make a human pyramid. Or not human, Kinku pyramid, excuse me. Can, and then the, go ahead. I was gonna, uh, after, no, wait till you're done. And then the second group is going to... See what, um, they're all going to pull out their little um, polished short swords that are all like each have a stripe, different rainbow colored stripe on it. And they're going to start dancing like the finger snap sharks and jets and walking towards you with their swords drawn. But they're not going to attack just yet. Can you tell us of the um, initiative order? Yes. All right. So we have group Kinku group one, uh, Kinku group two. They're the ones with the swords drawn. Mike, Ting, Ping, Oz, uh, Ganymede, Cypher, and then the third and fourth Kinku groups. Thank you. All right, so Mike, what you going to do? You got seven singing and dancing Kenkus coming at you with their multicolored swords dancing and oh boy. doing strange things. Okay. Well, let me look at this. This seems like it might be interesting. All right, I'm going to cast Entangle. On the group of ones with swords drawn. Okay, read that to me. All right. 
Grasping weeds and vines sprout from the ground in a 20-foot square, starting from the point within range. For the duration, these plants turn the ground area into difficult terrain. In the A creature in the area, when you cast the spell, must succeed on a strength saving throw or be restrained by the entangling plants until the spell ends. A creature restrained by the plants may use its action to try and free itself and... If it frees itself, the spell ends. Okay, so the the whole area where they all are is now going to be rough terrain. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have to make a strength save or be restrained. Oh Jesus! Okay, hold on. I'm sorry. What's the what's the DC on that? Sixteen. Yeah. What's the save DC? The save DC is uh fourteen. Okay, so a total of ten of them. Succeed. The rest of them are restrained. And that's out of the whole group of 28. So we're going to say two of the first group with their swords are not restrained. We're going to say three in the front group are not restrained. So that's five. And then the the left-hand side back group is going to have two that are not restrained. And the backhand right group are just going to have three that are not restrained. Okay. So you the all these giant vines grow out of the stage and just like start wrapping around all of these kenku and like a couple of them are able to move fast enough to kind of break away from the ten the tendrils as they pull up out of the ground but most of them are not and they're all just kind of grabbed and hugged tightly by these vines that are quickly turning brown and like snuggling around them and but a couple of them are still um free next up is ting ping can you please tell me the exact formation of everybody? You don't need us, just the enemies. Okay. Across the front of the stage, there are four Kenku who are t- like wrapped in vines. There are, but the, across the front, like inches away from the edge, there are four Kenku who are wrapped in vines. There are, on their four shoulders, there are three Kenku who are not restrained standing there. Um, on the group that was approaching of the seven, Five of them are restrained, two are not. It would be the ones on the ends, which one is uh, five to six feet away from the front of the stage, and the other one is like 10, 15 feet back, like three quarters of the way back on the stage. Okay. Is there any group that is most clustered together? The front right group that's standing on each other's shoulders are more closer, close together than the rest of them because the rest of them are still just basically in straight lines. I am going to, in the middle of i guess that area cast shatter shatter oh yeah sudden sudden loud ringing noise painfully intense erupts from a point of your choice within range each creature in a 10-foot radius sphere centered on that point must make a constitution saving throw a creature takes 3d8 thunder damage on a failed save or half as much on a successful one a creature made of inorganic blah 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 blah. now here's the fun part a non-magical object that isn't being worn or carried also takes a damage if it's in that spell's area, which would probably include that decrepit wooden floor that you described earlier. Oh, you're right. We're going to do constitution saving throws. What is the save? 15. All right. So two save, five don't. What's going to be my damage? 12, including that decrepit floor. All of the ones who did not save instantly die. 
just like it's a it's a shatter so it's like you're like shattering their pieces or is it like a shattering sound it's a like a thunderclap sound it's it's basically um sonic boom kind of thing okay okay yeah so like five of the seven in the front well the three that are on top that were unrestrained are just like blasted out into the audience and they just like land as chunks of dead things and then two of the ones who are restrained take half that much damage so they're pretty hurt but they're like restrained and they're up near the front by themselves and the floor all right and so yeah so five of them are dead now and two of them are hurt what what about the floor welcome back hang on all right i'm gonna say that a big chunk of the floor just kind of caves in right in the middle where the the thunderclap was and other two who are still restrained just kind of like fall with the pieces down onto the ground and are no more. Thank you. I knew it was a good idea. So you have successfully killed seven of them. <laughs> awesome. My turn is over. All right. So now how far away are the next group of seven? Far away from what? From me. Um, there is a group of seven that we're approaching that have their swords drawn. All but two, all but two are restrained and they are like five feet away from your band grouping but they're in a straight line okay and then there are two more groups that are in the back of the stage and they are in straight lines like the first um and they are like 10 feet apart and they're about 15 feet from the group with the swords okay the group with the swords in the straight line um how far apart are they spaced out in their line they're about a foot each so it's like a seven foot long line okay because so I'm going to w- walk up to the middle of that line. Okay. And um, I'm going to cast Thunder Wave. Nice. I was going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So. No, that's uh, good. I'll get the next group. They got to make con save uh, DC 14 or take 2D8. What happens if they save? Half. They all fail. Ooh. So they take nine damage. They're all really hurt but they're all alive <laughs> oh man so i'm gonna run up right next to her companion here and say um dear you may want to cover your ears and i'm gonna do the same i'm just going to scream i'm gonna wail into the microphone try and hit that high note as best i can and thunder wave the group are you going for the same group or one of the other groups in the back um the same group since they're already like almost dead like, even if they pass that, um, this is going to be DC 16 constitution save. Like, even if they pass, I'll probably still liquefy a couple of them. All right. Let's see what happens. I passed my, or wait, DC 16. I failed the save. <laughs> All right. So three of them pass, four of them fail. What's the damage look like? Since I told him to uh, cover his ears, does that give him advantage? Oh, yeah. Good question. Yeah, I will give you advantage since you're, like, covering his ears and wailing at the same time. I was going to say, you know, it's polite to give someone bardic inspiration before doing that, but ooh, that's a nat 20. All right, so that's seven damage? Yep, yep. All right, so four of them just like, just like from the inside out, they're just like, it's such a high note that their bones just fracture, and they just flop onto the floor lifeless. And then the other three, like, cover their ears, but it's not enough. And you see them, like, wriggle back and forth. And then they just, like, their heads pop one at a time, just down the line. And before I finish my turn, I 
I'd like to use my bonus action to go past Oz, uh, an inspiration saying, finish him off, darling. You've got this. <laughs> All right. So next up is Cypher. Okay. There are two rows of four, uh, seven in, in the back. Go ahead. Sorry. How far away are they from me? Um, 15 to 20 feet. All right. Then I guess I'll just shoot one of them. Okay. With my crossbow. All right. Roll me an attack. Do I have a modifier on that? or? It's dexterity, I believe. Okay. Yeah. Plus dex. I think it's proficiency plus dex, isn't it? Well. 15. That's going to hit. So roll some damage. Either way, it hits. So we're good. Okay. Yep. Six. Six damage. Okay. So you hit the first one in the closer group of seven in the back and you just like hit him square in the chest and it kind of burrows in a good little ways but he's like hurt and mad but he doesn't die okay all right so next up is the second the yeah the third group of kinku with one damaged member and they are going to try to roll saves what was the save on that entangle spell i think it was 14 14 is that right, uh, Mike Dirt? What? What was your save on the Entangle? Oh, uh, the Entangle? Um, I believe it was a 14. Yeah, it was a 14. Actually, no, they all save. That's amazing. Good roll, Aww. good roll. So all seven of them break free. And they all, they start like huddling together. Like three of them uh, form a base. And then two of them jump on those three shoulders. And then another one climbs on top of that stack. And then, like, the last one starts climbing up to the top. Okay. And so the one on the top points at you, points at all of you, points at his own eyes, and points back at you. Ooh. And then he jumps off. And, like, he does this super, like, power jump, and he, like, turns into a ball of flames and just, like, just flies down at you. So everybody roll me a dexterity saving throw. Ooh, I might actually take damage. And I will, because that's a five. All right. Oh, I want to add my bardic inspiration. How much was that? Or did I roll it now? That's going to be a D8. A D8 or a D6? That's going to be a D8. Wow. I'd take damage. Okay, 13. Hey, hey, ping, 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 ting. Ting ping, whatever. I think Real. I gave you I gave you bar- bardic inspiration during the other fight. Did you use that already? Nope. So that would be a... I th- it's a D6, I'm pretty sure. 13. All right. So how many saves we got here? Nobody so far. Oop. I got a 19. Well, you got a save. I'm going to take damage on a roll that I had plus 11 to. All right, so for anyone who saved, that is two damage. For anyone who did not save, that is five, and this is bludgeoning damage. Okay. Two damage. Or yeah. five, whatever. Should be raging, but I got a ton of hit points anyway. And then everyone who saved, again, gets four points of fire damage, and those of you who did not save get nine points of fire damage. Wait, is this the same roll or two separate rolls? It's the same action, but it's two separate rolls. One saving throw, two sets of damage one attack from a Kenku who turns himself into a flaming uh, meteor of meat and blasted through you all. The second one was great. Okay. So that was nine plus 
Five. Nine plus four. No, you said five the first time. Right. Sorry. Five. So. So let's see who's next. Uh, next up is the other group of Kenku. So let me see who if they save. Okay. So actually, none of them save because I shouldn't have rolled for seven. I should have rolled for five. But none of them save. So they're all still restrained. And the two that are not restrained are just going to charge at you with their swords drawn. And they're going to go for um, Oz because he's the closest. Mm. <laughs> I have something cool for when someone attacks me. Well, hits me, I should say. What's your AC, Oz? 16. And they both big time miss. Next up is Mike, top of the order. Ooh, yay. All right. Eric is going to buzz up, and he's and Eric suddenly like transmorphs into this small goblin with some like blue bluish clothes. And I I say, here you go, Eric. Keep carry on with without me. And I toss him my blute. And then I'm I use wild shape and I turn into a giant alligator. Dun dun dun. Okay. Now what does your giant alligator do? It, that's an that's my action, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I can't do anything else. Alright, so you're a giant alligator now. Yes. Ping ping, you're up. They have all stacked into a pyramid, correct? The one group, yes, is a giant pyramid, and then there are five that are restrained, and two of them are completely failing to hit Oz. And how many are in the uh, pyramid? There are six left. <laughs> Oz, are uh, you a barbarian? Yeah. Are you raging? Nope. Yeah, I didn't rage last time because I was casting a spell and haven't had a chance to since then. Power slide into a thunder wave. Mm, I hate doing this, but... Nah, go ahead. No, um, no, I'm going to shatter the uh, pyramid. The pyramid? Yes, please. Con 15. All right, con 15. You keep picking spells that they don't have any proficiencies in. Yeah, it's kind of my thing. And I'm pretty sure the four shatters up too. Yeah, how much damage we got? 15. They all just die. The floor shatters. The pile crumbles. They just like kind of one of them cries out a little bit but the rest of them just kind of fall into a lump in the hole in the ground, and you just hear the dead bodies split, 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 split as they hit the ground beneath. And then, um, because I had taken out bongos earlier, which I forgot to describe to you, I go, bum, 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 snap my fingers. <laughs> awesome. So that row of Genku is stone dead now. There are uh, a whole seven of them left, two of them unrestrained. So next up is Oz. You got two beaten on you and five more good ways away. I mean, okay. Save, save me some, some of them, please. H- how far is a good ways away? Like 15 feet. They're not that far. Oh, no, actually, these are 20 because they're the further stack. So they're like 20 okay. feet away from you. <laughs> so too far for another thunder wave is what you're saying. Yes. I mean, you can move, right? Yeah, with the tax of opportunity. Yeah. You can oh, move. That's, that's... Come on, they're Kenku. They're not going to do that much. Yeah, I mean, you're a barbarian, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, but if I if I want to cast a spell, I can't be raging. Mm. That's the problem. Mm. Well, you can rage, run, then cast a spell. True. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll go into a rage. <laughs> I'm going to move forward 10 feet, provoking type of opportunity. Okay. So that I'm also 10 feet from the other five. I'm going to yell at Manny to cover his ears 
I can't give Bardic <laughs> Inspiration because I already used a bonus action to go into a rage. I'm going, but I'm so the, the two that are around me get their attacks of opportunity first while I'm raging. All right, what is your raging AC? It's still 16, but I have resistance to melee damage. Uh, right. It's not. It's it's complete half. Yeah. Well, they missed big time, so <laughs> you are not damaged. Okay, now all seven need to make a con save, DC 14. So I'm casting, I'm thrashing on my guitar to cast Thunderwave again. What was the con save? 14. One saves. So roll me some damage. And I, and I, I was casting it at a level two, so get 3d8 for 23 damage. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So even the one that saved is stone dead. No, you only got five. So I did that wrong. I'm sorry. They're all dead. You have thunder waved all of them. What? All of those restrained ones. They have rejoined the earth. They are now little piles of kinku, kinku goo with little beaks sticking up in patches of vines and grass. You not not even a single one left. Sorry. I was. I'm a giant oh, wait, crocodile. What's the range on that spell? Uh, 15 feet uh, centered at me. So 15 feet radius. Yeah, they're me. all dead. They're all dead. You killed them all. <laughs> Sorry. You know, I really <laughs> thought 28 enemies would give you guys a little bit of trouble. <laughs> but oh, no. You got to use your smart spells. Um, I will clash my symbols together. Yay. The crowd goes wild. Again, they're just like giant mosh pit opens up. They're just going nuts. So. And Shyla comes back over and he grabs uh, Jer- uh, Gary Manders hand and he ra- raises it up and he's like, Bardic Inspiration, you've won. You are going to the finale. Yay. And he hands you all train tickets and tells you to go get on the train. Hello again, everyone. This is Amos, your Dungeon Master, friend, and announcer. We're about halfway through the third installment of Neverwinter's Got Talent. This was a super fun game to play and DM. I just wanted to say a few words to make sure everyone is in the loop on everything we've got going on. First off, I'd like to give a quick shout out to our friends Tracy and Robin over on the Diversities Issues podcast, where they review indie comics and talk about real world issues. We are super duper excited about our player-led open-world adventure setting starting early next year, probably around mid-January. If you'd like to come and join us for some D&D or just to hang out on our Discord server, check out the link in the show notes. You can also message me at ChaoticNerdful on Twitter to get the link or just to talk about whatever. Speaking of Discord servers, I'd like to give a shout out to Lara the Cryptid from Why Is D&D So Gay? And lgbtq plus discord server focused on tabletop and roleplay games there's an invite to the show notes if you want to go and hang out over there sometime as well also coming soon Larrett is going to be a special guest on our podcast we'll give you some more details on that once we get it all figured out that's enough for now we'll get back to the show (laughs) 
all right, Eric, I didn't pay for you. I didn't pay for your fare, so so turn back into a bee. <laughs> Eric right. is once again a bee. You guys are going to have a very uneventful train ride to the... Um, um, I, I never said I got on the train. Oh, okay. Would all any of you like to get on the train, or would you like to walk yes. to Neverwinter? I turn, I turn back from a giant crocodile. I'm very sad that I didn't get to be a badass. What is the mental health level of this train? It's called the Sheol Express. Oh, so it, is it the doesn't sound mid- very crazy. <laughs> it is the last train out of Beggar's Hole to Neverwinter. And the live finale is tomorrow, so you're going to have to get there quick. It is the midnight train, but it's only going to Neverwinter. And then somewhere else, but that's not really Close enough. enough. I'll take it. Yep, I'll get on. Um, I will get on. Mine is okay, so... Oh. All right, so everybody's hey, on the train. Just want to make did sure. Did we never see? Did we never see the managers again, or the lawyer and the other guy? No, you did not. They'll probably they probably meet were... us there. Yeah, probably. Yeah, we'll see. Well, right, I'm gonna... I mean, we won. I feel right. kind of bad about killing people with a disability, but uh, <laughs> they struck first. <laughs> Sweet, they, did. they were dead long before they tried taking a blow at us. They're just <laughs> thinking they have the time to compete. Yes. So you get on the train labeled the Sheol Express. The very last car is the car that your tickets are for. It is the, you know, discount bargain basement discount cheap tickets. There's like not even seats in the area you're in, but you've got plenty of room for your cargo. A short balding man who is a little sweaty around the gills. Uh, with inconceivably pale skin, scuttles up to you in your train car and asks you for your tickets. And he says, hello, everyone. I am Barnabas Codsocks, and I am your Pullman. Codsocks! Codsocks, yes! Codsocks! <laughs> I, I would offer to take your bags and put them somewhere, but you're already in the storage car, so I don't need to do that. If you need anything tonight, though, I will uh, be avoiding you at all costs up in the Avoid! Uh, section of the car. Why are you avoiding us at all costs? Because you're in the storage car and you smell funny. Oh, I, I forgot to mention that uh, Barnabas Codsocks has a uh, certain fish odor that, that follows him wherever he goes. So he walks in the room and you just smell this pungent odor of microwaved fish. <laughs> so he... Uh, Hand you all a couple of room temperature bottles of water and disappears into the rest of the train. Good riddance. Is anyone else in this car with us? No, there's no one else in this car. You can explore the train or you can rest until you get to Neverwinter. Um, what do you want to do? Well, I will explore the train. Yeah. Uh, ditto. I figured that. All right. I guess we're exploring. All right, so you make your way into the next car on the train in this car uh you all walk in and the door snaps closed behind you so you can't go back the way you came um there is like maybe five feet of floorboards um on the side where you are you can all stand it's fairly comfortable but there's not a lot of extra room and then all of the floorboards are missing you can just see the main hardware of the train and open track just flying by underneath you and then there's a landing on the other side that's about five feet wide as well. Going across, though, there is a rope, a just a, a very taut 
very tight rope. It, it's pretty thick. It's a couple inches around, but that's really the only thing. And there are several windows on both sides of the car. So it was like a regular sitting car with lots of looking out windows, but it's been completely hollowed out and the floor is missing. I have a question. Okay. Small question. Um, is this like a bridge to Terabithia rope or is this like an actual rope? I unfortunately do not know that reference. Never mind then. You're never going to get it. <laughs> okay. So it's possible I accidentally created the same puzzle, but I don't know. Do the windows open? They do. Um, are there any holes to be able to climb onto the top of the car? Um, roll me a perception check. Seven. You hope there are, but you can't see any. Okay, then I'll just pull my head back in inside the window. Can I make an investigation check on the ropes? On the rope? Sure. Sure. What would you like to find out about the rope? Um, why is it there? What does what is it doing? What is the purpose? Oh, I forgot to mention. Um, um, there are several little safety hooks. Um, like on the wall, they're just basically like a carabiner D-ring thing with on each end and a little rope. So you can basically hook yourself to the rope if you want to. Um, and the rope itself, though, is it just seems like a pretty strong rope. You could roll on Arcana check to see if it's magical in any way. But from what you can tell, it's just kind of ropey. Actually, I, I don't right. I don't need an Arcana check. I can just with my Path of the Void, I can sense mag- magic things within 15 feet that I can see. Okay, you do detect some sort of magic on the rope, but it's fairly inert. It's not like going to shock you or do anything crazy like that. It just simply has was made with some sort of magic entwined into it. Okay. Well, and all this does is let me know if something is magical. It doesn't give me any insight into like the nature of the magic or how okay. powerful it is. Okay, rope be magical. Okay. There's some magic in the rope. <laughs> I I was I was actually going to roll an arcana anyway. All right. 1 6. Okay, so you can tell that the magic in the rope is mostly used just kind of as a, a locating spell more than anything else just kind of to it reacts to let the whoever is on the other side or whoever cast the spell know that it's being touched, but it doesn't really do anything other than that. I will relay that magically in okay. their heads. All right, so it's a uh... It's like an alarm spell. Sure, something like that. How far across is it? It's about 20 feet. Ah, really wish I had Misty step about now. Um, I wonder what would happen if I cut it. I mean, I don't, I don't want know. to yet, but like... I will... Now, let's just say you have Misty step. Where would you have Misty stepped? The platform on the other side. I will do that. <laughs> I do that. <laughs> Does okay. everyone have Misty step? Which is, I believe, a no. warlock spell. Um, no, I don't. Let me see, though. Uh, <laughs> some paladins and druids can also get it. Oh, oh I'm a druid. Gotcha. I might have it. So, am I with this group, or am I still back in the car? Did you follow them into the car, or did you not? I'm going to assume that I followed the group. Okay, so yeah, you're you're stuck in this room on this tiny little platform. There's little rope guides, and then um, you could try to magically cross. You could crawl out of the window if you want. Um Ooh. But yeah. Yeah. I know what I'm going to do. Okay. So we got one misty step across. Hooray. You've made it. There's more little hooky things on this side, but nothing else really of any note. I'm going to cast long stride on myself and then I'm going to run and jump. All right. Roll me an athletics check. Or actually, would that be acrobatics? That would be acrobatics check. Roll me an acrobatics check. Are you sure it'd be a- acrobatics for a run and jump? You can do athletics. Either one is fine. Okay. Hang on a second. 23. 
All right. And the long stride made my my speed 40 feet, so jumping half that gets me across. Yep, you make it. Flying colors just all the way across. All right, so we got three more people on the other side. Who's going to try something next? I have an idea. Can I just try and dispel magic on the rope and then climb it? Sure, sure you can do that. Is that a, a a roll of any kind, or is that just to happen? Um, it is it a spell of third level or lower? Yes, and it just happens. Okay, so you sense the man of goes out of the rope, and it's still a rope. Cool, time to climb then. All right, can I? Should I try and use acrobatics or athletics for this? So I've got higher acrobatics. Either is fine. Either is fine. Hey, not 20, so 27. All right, so you just grab onto the rope and you just like zip right across. No problem at all. Just zip, 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 zip. I know my way around the rope, darling. <laughs> You've made it. Two more. Who else is going to try something? So the rope has been dispelled? Eh? Yes, the magic in the rope is gone. Okay, can I cut it? I have a dagger. Why would... Okay, fine. You okay, so it. then... Okay. All right. <laughs> the DM has no idea why you want to do that, but sure, got it. I mean, does should I roll for that, or is it just... Yes, roll me a attack, d20. Okay. That's uh, 17. Okay, so you've definitely slashed through the rope with dagger. Do you try and catch it, or do you just let it fall? Mm, just let it fall. <laughs> Okay, so the rope is now falling, bouncing off of the tracks below. Congratulations. You can't use the rope anymore. What are you going to do now? Sorry. Sorry, darling. You're stuck on this side. Well, you know. It is gone. Well, I wanted to know what happened when I got it. It is gone. Uh, Most people would have crossed and then cut the rope. Well, you know what? I'm not most people. Obviously. Also, I'm having a real hard time imagining this environment, so like I actually don't know where I am. Have you okay. ever seen a cowboy movie? <laughs> I mean, not not particularly. I've seen a little bit of The Lone Ranger, but that's it. Have you seen Harry Potter? Yes. Okay, you know when they're going to Hogwarts on the train? Yeah. You're in a a thing like that, but there's like a drive like at the front of a car where you got the driver thing, and then there's a rope, and that goes to a platform. And the one guy climbed it to get to the platform, and you just cut it, so now you're... Oh, okay. Well, I, I mean, yeah, if I like, had known that, I guess I wouldn't have cut the rope. <laughs> there's no floor in the train, and there's a platform okay. on either side, and so you're trying to cross to the other side. Okay, then I didn't cut the rope then, because I was just having a hard... I just thought it was like a rope in the middle of a car, just randomly there. I'm sorry. Let's just cut this part out, I guess. <laughs> I actually... No, I actually love it. I like this. You stranded us both. Well, yes. I guess well, good luck I guess this happened. So what you gonna do, Cypher? I can't do anything now. I'll just sit here and wait. You don't even wanna like try to climb the sides or anything? I'm not strong. Okay. I would fall and then die. Are you dexterous? I don't think so. Uh, let's see. Yes. Lots of dexterity. Plus three. Mm, but wouldn't I oh, plus six oh, to acrobatics. So then I guess I would just what, climb the side and then like move to the other side. I'm giving you bardic inspiration because I made a bad decision. 
I don't know what that what that is actually. Add a plus. You, I'll um, give dirt. Yeah. Uh, add a d six. Bardic inspiration also. Yeah, whatever you roll, you can add a d six to that. So, what were the things you were mentioning? The hooks okay. on the wall. Cool. Okay. All right. I. They were safety harnesses for the rope. The rope that is now gone. Yeah, that rope. <laughs> so, both of you, give me athletics checks or strength checks to see if you can climb the walls. Okay. So, question: Was that rope like holding the two cars together? No, it was just the only way. Was a fifteen dexterity? Oh, plus the d six. So that's a that's a nineteen dexterity instead. Definitely, you make it across. Ooh, I got an eighteen. All right, so you both make it across. When you both your feet land on the far end of the train, the door just like magically unlocks and slides open. I'm imagining the little Zelda sound when you unlock a door. I feel like I'm in Adventure Time. <laughs> in the best way possible. Don't take that as an insult. <laughs> yes, that one. I can't make the sound. Yeah, neither of those were any were it. Yeah. Okay, so Barnabas Codsan, he's like, ugh, took you guys long enough to get here. You smell microwave fish again. It's like, we're here. Get off the train, please. Oh, oh, so the train okay. like slows down at the station and the door slides. He slides the door open and just kind of like disgustedly points. What was the point of this whole charade? Yeah, I guess we just kind of had to. Yes, basically. No, I'm asking. Uh, and we're running low on I'm time. asking a fishy guy that. Oh, <sighs> you wouldn't understand. You're simply a peasant still. He's like, you weren't supposed to cross the rope. It was supposed to keep people like you on the other side. <sighs> well, we're not on the other side anymore. Fine, 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 fine. Or is there a rope anymore? Yes. You cut my rope? No, I no, I didn't cut cut your rope. Um, that that's a nine. That's like a nineteen to, to persuasion. You mean deception? No, deception. deception. So deception, I have proficiencies in deception. Where is that? So actually, that's a 21 in deception. No, I didn't cut <laughs> your rope. Okay, fine. Well, someone else must have cut the rope then. What was his name again? Barnabas Podsox. There was no rope when we came in here. We just jumped. <laughs> okay. All of a sudden, Barnabas hears. Barnabas, these are the ones. Oh, great. The We're ones. We're all going to die. The ones. Oh, I'm so glad. So he like hops off the train. He's like, follow me, follow me. I have a uh, a first class coach for you all the way to the stadium at For Neverwinter's Got Talent. You are the ones, the big almost winners. You may or may not go home with a prize, but for now, you're royalty. Come with me. I better come home with a prize or else you're all going down. Giant alligator. <laughs> I mean, I guess you yep. follow. All right. So you follow him. And he takes you on a short ride over to this massive, massive stadium. It's like huge, like 10,000 people could fit in this place. Come back next week to find out what happens once our party gets inside. Until then, come check us out on Twitter at Chaotic Nerdville or jump on our Discord server and hang out with us for a bit. Until next time, bye. Thank you.